Hey everybody, Happy New Year and welcome back to Flightcast. I'm your host Jason Rosewell and with me today is Mark Skyhawk Heavy Denton and Mr. Tyler Shelton. What's up guys? What's going on man? So uh, guys, Happy New Year. It's 2017. Yes, Happy New Year. It came off the fast. Yeah, it did. And yes, we are we are uh, officially also a year and a half into Flightcast. So uh, I thought, why don't we... We, we, we don't have a, a guest that we're interviewing today. We don't have a topic. We don't have a run sheet. <laughs> we have uh, no plan. So I thought it'd be a cool idea if we just got together and uh, just had a real quick chat about, uh, you know, some of our favorite favorite times from 2016 with uh, Infinite Flight and our IFATC team, and uh, just kind of look forward to the future a little bit, if that's all right. Yep, let's do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Joe, unfortunately, couldn't be here. I think he's on, uh, he said he was on a seal hunting expedition up near Baffin Island, so I don't know if that's true <laughs> or not. Sounds about right. <laughs> hey, the the weather is uh, beautiful there that time of, this time of year. That's all right. All right, so uh, how'd the holidays go, guys? Not too bad. Went down to Tampa, spent some time with family, got a ton of uh, pretty cool gifts, and uh, now I am back home and go back to work tomorrow, so it's kind of bittersweet. Yeah. Tyler, weren't you supposed to jump out of an airplane at some point? I was. It didn't work out, so obviously the military is a little more restrictive than most jobs and you actually have to have a high risk activity form filled out and signed by the commander and it didn't get routed in time so oh, i'm gonna work crap. on that when i go back to work and uh try to do it sometime hopefully before our trip out to the uh, west coast yeah okay and you're uh you're still here you haven't been deployed so that's good news yep uh got one had to turn it down but Oh, really? It's okay. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to tell you about that offline. <laughs> <laughs> That's off the record. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, Mark, how about you, buddy? Well, I mean, you know, my holiday just revolves around Matthew. So uh, he had a great, great Christmas, a great holiday. And uh, just being with him, I mean, that's all I can ever ask for. And of course, you know, got to spend some time with the parents and uh, the family and Played a little golf last week. That's always entertaining watching them when uh, when you go to the golf course with a couple of geriatrics who haven't played in two years. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm up here buried in snow, and I get a text from you. I hey m- hey man, let me know when you can talk. Oh, sorry, I'm on the golf course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, does yeah. your dad still talk about the uh, flight cast episode? He's like a superstar. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he loved it. He he said he's ready to do another one. So All right, let's uh, line him up. I got it. Yeah, we'll get signed up. Yeah, that sounds good. And we can uh now that the C one thirty's been out for a little while on uh Infinite Flight. Tyler, do you know how uh well the the C one thirty has been sort of received by uh Infinite Flight users? I did try to ask the developers and I never really got a in terms of numbers, but I mean, Mark and I were talking after the release, it seemed like just about every single person was flying them. Yeah. I mean, they were on every single server. So yeah. I thought it went pretty well. Um, I don't think it's 
the type of aircraft, um, maybe like a 737 or the Airbus series that is going to be somebody's go-to for everything. But I really think it's a fun aircraft when you're looking for something different and you just want to go fly like through Seattle and go to different fields that you couldn't in a 737. I think that's your go-to. Yeah, I agree. And so. it's 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 not really one that you're just going to hop in all the time. You know, like it takes takes a bit of effort to fly. Like, yeah, you know, it does. A little bit of thought. Yeah, but I'll fly it every time. You know, I mean, it's it's something that I just love and. Uh, you know, like Tyler said, we were talking about it earlier and, you know, the first few days, probably the first week rather, I mean, that's all you saw were C one thirties on the radar. Uh, and, and, and that's what it is now. You still see a lot of them out there, but it's more, it's not something that people really want to use to just fly on a regular basis or most people. It's something that they would use if they wanted to do something, you know, different, smaller fields and stuff like that. So. Uh, it's, it's still, I think, uh, probably a really big hit for us. And, uh, it, we, we had a really good, really good turnout with it. Cool. Uh, so now, and when, uh, uh, Laura's already, uh, Instagrammed the cat out of the bag on, uh, engine start (laughs) and, uh, and prop feathering and stuff like that. So, well, not prop feathering, but, um. What's the what's the term? Like wind, windmilling. Windmilling. There, there you go. Thanks. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that'll be that'll just be another reason to hop back in the C one thirty and and <laughs> I most people listening to this podcast I think are going to agree that you could just sit there and watch it windmill. <laughs> you don't even have to. You can just sit yeah, there. It's, a, it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. definitely is. I've noticed too that if you get some pretty strong wind, you can just watch the C one thirty on the ramp and it'll just completely rock back and forth. Pretty Are you talking so. like at at the at the base or in infinite flight? No, on infinite flight. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it I definitely remember does whenever, that rocking for sure. Whenever they were developing it, that was one of the things that I told them like, hey, you really have to capture that whole like rocking back and forth because whenever I'm working um, traffic at work, sometimes you'll see them land and if it's really windy, I mean, it literally looks like it's tipping, you know, one wing to the ground and then the other one all the way. Oh, wow. It's a pretty violent looking uh maneuver whenever they're coming to a stop yeah even when they land it almost like it it tilts to the left a little bit it seems like mm-hmm. um i don't know it's just got that natural tilt to it but it's uh you know they 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 hit it pretty good they yeah. they hit the nail on the head with it so it, it's pretty cool right so on. i do have a question for you guys though so obviously we're working on what we're working on but I think everybody in the community has their wish list. So if you had three things that you could have right now on Infinite Flight, what would they be? Oh, wow. Mark? Uh, well, <laughs> let me see. I got the C-130, so I'm down to two. Um, <laughs> Cheater. <laughs> for me, honestly, you know, I would – we've got so many – we have so many airliners as far as jets. Um you know, I would love to see more war, uh, warbirds, uh, like the Corsair, the P-51, uh, stuff like that. Uh, and, and you guys know that I'm more of a prop guy than anything else. I mean, yeah, the jets are cool. Uh, I do love the 787, especially with the wing flex and infinite flight, but, um, I've just always gravitated more toward prop aircraft. So, you know, I would love to see more things like, uh, like the war board, uh, war, war birds, um, <laughs> Stuff like uh, twin otters, 
Oh yeah, you know that you could use. I, that was um, that's my first one is on the list is uh, being able to make water landings, float planes. I, I realize oh, yeah, the pretty cool. the the work that must have to go into that must be insanely huge. So I, I don't I don't have any, you know that that's that maybe is on my wish list for 2020. But um, uh, that <laughs> that I, if you said if if time and money is not an obstacle, uh, that's definitely number one. Yeah, I mean the twin otter. You know, of course, you know the beaver is really huge for uh, being an amphibious aircraft. Uh, but the Twin Otter is something I would love to see, uh, especially like in the Caribbean or in Hawaii. Um, and then, of course, once Global comes out, that's going to open up just, you know, uh, you know, so many different airports that we could fly to. Um, there's an airport. I can't remember which uh, where it's at uh, or what the name of it is, but the actual airport is on a beach. And, yes, uh, and they, Flybe, they land whenever it's low tide. Yeah, Flybe actually goes in there with a Twin Otter. And it's really cool to see that. And so that's stuff that we'll be able to do. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, the warbirds, um, you know, but I, on the commercial side, you know, I would love to see, you know, like ATRs, uh, Saab 340s, Saab uh, 2000, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I would love to see more props in the in the sim. Mark's up to 20 requests. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have my three, and it's, it's pretty easy for All me. All right, let's hear it. All right, so the first one would be the CRJ series, um, because I'm more into regional flights. Even with global, I don't see myself yep. sitting, you know, using eight hours of life on my iPad. Uh, maybe not just yet, but I, I do like the idea of being able to do regional flights. Yep. Um, maybe the length of flight we do now, but just in different places. So, you know, like a real flight from Valdosta to Atlanta. I mean, it's only a 26-minute flight, but uh, stuff like that. The second one would be uh, push-to-talk communication for the controllers so if you're working tower and someone else has your ground you just press a button and it's basically an open line to the other controller saying hey i'm crossing this guy or hey i'm sending him to you or i'm taxing this guy to this um runway that's kind of i think the one big piece of the puzzle that we're missing that'd be wicked um that we do have yeah in in the real world and the last one would be cloud layers Uh um even just like fog down low or I like the idea of taking off and passing through a layer and then it's, you know, clear on top or you just got cleared for the ILS. It's completely clear, but you're looking what you're about to fly into. So you got to be, you know, perfect on the ILS because you're about to go into Into zero visibility. Yeah, that's actually on my list too, Tyler. It goes along with mine, which is, and I know this is so cliche and a lot of people ask for it all the time, but I think... Well, <laughs> I would love to see the landing smoke just because it's it's in uh, another mobile flight simulator's uh, feature video. <laughs> we don't need to say the name in the, in every episode, but um, landing smoke would be cool and all that kind of stuff. But um, working instruments, I think, um, you know, especially if you're if you're flying, uh, I'd love to see a, a cockpit view in the in the spitfire and i think working instruments along with a cockpit view in like in in some of the warbirds mark i think would be awesome because or oh, or what you just said tyler if you're uh up you know it's clear on top and you're about to make your descent into an airport and you know that in let's say toronto it's uh like it was today joshua actually was landing in toronto on the dreamliner with air canada and uh, he said it was, uh, you know, nice night and then foggy and kind of 
crappy when they went down into the soup. So that would be awesome if you could see that, you know, on your, uh, on your instruments. And, uh, I so. almost feel like it's like the point of no return. You know, it's, it's completely clear. You better be a hundred percent sure that you're established and exactly yeah. good on the localizer and stuff. It's pretty, pretty neat stuff. Yeah. And we've all been on flights, you know, where I remember specifically a flight into Buffalo once, uh, on Southwest and it was, uh, you know, clear, it was at night and then, you know, they're making our descent into Buffalo and all of a sudden it's just nothing. <laughs> you're like, mm-hmm. well, yep. hope these guys know what they're doing. <laughs> Better make sure your altimeter is set properly. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But you know, one thing that I would like to see as far as all of that is, uh, some wake turbulence. Oh, definitely. I think that would be cool, especially when you're sitting there holding short and Somebody is, you know, parked up, holding short, like right behind you, you know, yep. not giving any kind of a distance and you could just throttle up and kind of push them back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I had not even thought of that. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Well, yep. uh, yeah. What are, what are some of your guys, um, I guess the a highlight for you of, of 2016 as we, uh, kind of are thinking back. Well, I would imagine, yeah, I, was say, I would imagine yeah. when y'all got to meet me would be both of your highlights. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bucket list complete. Yeah. Yep. No, uh, my wife and I talk about that trip all the time. Usually when you go on a trip, there's like that one thing that you're looking forward to, but that entire trip, like every single event, the dinner we went to hanging out with Steven, going to the, the uh, Airbus simulator tower tour. I mean, every single aspect of that trip was a blast. Yeah. Yes. Tower tour was probably really fun. It really was. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it really it was. was. Great. <laughs> yeah. That, that probably would have been a highlight of my trip too, but uh, <laughs> what did they no. say? It was, uh, it's, it's the largest tower in the, it's the largest control tower in the Western hemisphere, but it's the third largest in the world. Isn't that what he said, mm-hmm. Tyler? Yep. Yeah, and we we tried to stay super quiet and off to the corner so they wouldn't kick us out. We were. Uh, it was, oh, don't it was... say we. Don't say we. You went and plugged in. I know. Well, you but know, it was it was five percent tour and ninety five percent spotting. Let's be yeah. real. It really was. He's like, yeah, and that's our runway. Yeah, okay, that's cool. We're like, oh, that's a triple seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tyler's like, Mark, look at that. What was it? Air China, I think it was, or something. Oh, uh, uh, Korean. 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 It was Korean air. Yeah. That's but awesome. It was yeah. just so weird there. It kind of looked like you were looking at a model city or something because you're yeah. you're so high up that you're looking down on these aircraft landing, and it, it's just completely weird. You're used to seeing that side profile of them landing, and all you see is them just you know plop down and some smoke, and then all the little cars going around. It, it didn't even look real. It's <laughs> like it's having an aerial view of the airport. You know, spotting from an aerial view, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. I but mean, I'm I'm with you guys that that trip was uh, in terms of infinite flight life. That was um, surreal. It was awesome, and uh, yeah, we'll have to try and do it again. And you got a few good trips coming up, actually. Yeah, I do. I do. If uh, one one yeah. infinite flight related that I know of so far, and. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the cats out of the bag now that Christmas has passed. Jen and I are taking the boys to Disney, so uh, they're super excited about that. That was their that was their big Christmas present, and uh, 
I, I didn't get to do anything like that when I was a kid. So, um, we went camping yeah, a lot. Yeah, their face definitely every year. said it all. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, they're they're really yep. really excited. So that's going to be good, and uh, of course the uh, trip to San Francisco to um, do a little live podcast. I don't know if we mentioned that mm-hmm. that's actually where we're going yet, but that's where it, that's where it's going to be at. And um, what else do I have going on this year? There's a lot of good stuff coming up, but as far as uh, Infinite Flight goes, yeah, I'm. I'm just really looking forward to some of the stuff that we already do know about. I mean, we know that uh, they're they're working on fuel burn right now. They go along with global, or sometime around global. Uh, we've got uh, engine start coming up, which is no small feat because there's uh, not just like uh, Laura said. Um, I think on the on the was it on the live podcast from Atlanta? She someone asked about uh, engine start, uh, or it might have been before that, but she said. You know, it's not just a matter of a button to turn the engines on and off and and making them look like they're stopping. But there's also uh, the sounds all change and, you know, that not just the internal sounds in the in the in the inside of the airplane, but the outside sounds. And, you know, what do you what does it sound like when someone's taxiing past you and all that kind of stuff? So, yeah, because the sounds, the sounds is something that, you know, they it's pretty much having to be done from scratch. And, uh, you know, there's, there's really no sound packages for any kind of a mobile, mobile SIM. It's stuff that's got to be created, um, from scratch, at least for us anyway. Um, and so, yeah, the engine shutdown and startup is something that uh, is having to be done from scratch as well. So it's, but you know, it's, it's going to be awesome when it comes out. I, I will and up that. until now, I mean, the blades and props and everything, they've always spun. So once you think about engine shutdown and startup, then you kind of have to, you got to make sure the models um, are there for when they're not spinning. Yeah, right. You know, so there's just a lot of factors. Yeah. Guys, rip, before we uh, wrap up here, let's just take a little uh, break for uh, Live Flight. Sure. Mark, have you heard of Live Flight for Infinite Flight? Yeah, man. I've used it to track flights and to see which regions and airports are busy before, you know, planning my flight. Right. Well, as you probably know, a new version of Live Flight is now available at liveflightapp.com. This new version is better than ever and has been rebuilt from the ground up. With a new design, more flight stats, a search feature, and airport information, tracking and planning your flight is easier than ever. Oh, man, I know. And now with the new downloadable KML files, you can download your flight data to any Earth browser, such as Google Earth. It's so cool. Absolutely. And if that wasn't enough, you can now subscribe to Live Flight Horizon, a new service for only $1.99 a month that provides real-time, worldwide airport information such as weather, runway data, and charts. It also allows you to search for flights, active ATC frequencies, and airports. And as a Live Flight Horizon subscriber, you'll also get much longer online sessions, and you'll be helping Cam to keep developing and improving this great app. So guys, make sure you head over to liveflightapp.com to give it a try, and also subscribe to Live Flight Horizon. It will make your infinite flight experience so much better. Live Flight is now available in the App Store for iOS. And now back to the podcast. Okay, so guys, is there anything that uh, you want to toss out there before we wrap things up this evening? Uh, I just want to give a shout out to our controllers. Oh, um, good call. For those of you that aren't following on the forum, I just posted the 2016 stats for our controllers, and that did not include everyone, but it did include about the top 75. Uh, so between them, they had 
2 million operations, 53,000 sessions, 31,000 hours, and they're averaging about 67 and a half operations per hour. That's yeah, unbelievable. That was huge. <laughs> That's huge. And you guys should see, um, I mean, I did post a weekly, I think it was two or three weeks ago, I posted uh, the weekly stats on the forum because I, I finished doing the spreadsheet and I just thought, man, everybody needs to see this because, you know, we do sometimes have people frustrated because frequencies aren't open or whatever. But I thought, man, it's important to see that how much work uh, these guys put in because it's staggering sometimes. <laughs> And and frankly, I don't know how they do it. Uh, it's a lot of time, a lot of time. Yeah, I think the numbers are kind of going in the opposite direction. So I so we talked about last year how we kind of passed three hundred, but a lot of those three hundred were inactive, and now um, we're back to about two hundred and fifty on our Slack uh, messenger group. But we have way more active controllers, um, so I think we're kind of settling in and uh, really finding our groove as a group. Um, to where we can take on new people, get them spun up, retain people. And, I mean, now you have 10 to 15 frequencies open at any given time. Uh, whereas before, that might have been, you know, on a special occasion or for an event or something like that. So, Yeah, I've noticed a lot more lately that you have, uh, you, here lately, you know, I've seen more frequencies open in a region um, to where you have contact with atc the entire route yeah throughout mm-hmm. the time you spawn till the time you know you park at your destination you know and that's departure center and everything so i'm starting to see that a lot more which is awesome but yeah when when tyler uh posted that with the with the stats i i was blown away mm-hmm. that's that's a tremendous tremendous job by the ifatc team it seems like the experience is better because there's more confidence on both sides. I mean, when, when we first started, if a controller vectored you away from the airport, I mean, it was like, what the heck is he doing? You know, yeah. I'm, I'm supposed to be going this way. But now the pilots are kind of learning just like we are. So when the controller uses an S pattern to vector you into an airport, you know, the pilots are, they, they just follow the instructions. And then that gives the controllers a little more confidence to use all the tools they have to uh, you know actually expedite all these aircraft in instead of you know squeezing them in like sardines and sending a million people around yeah they're they're separating the aircraft really well um for to allow for the departures and i'm sure you guys are getting them as well as far as you know when you fly you know if they do something that may be a little bit unorthodox you know i typically get a message hey mark i just want to let you know why i did this this way yeah. you know i i hadn't said anything and, you know, I liked what they were doing and, and, you know, uh, I just sit there, I, I don't say anything to them generally, unless, uh, I get cleared too low or something like that, then I'll respond. But, you know, if they vector me, you know, in a way that I normally wouldn't do it, I'm just going to trust there's a, a method to their madness. And if it's something I need to address afterwards, I'll do with that. Uh, but, um, you know, I've been getting messages. Well, this is why I did this, Mark, and I hope that's okay. You know, I just let them do it. And yeah, and, and Gary's a really good example too. He yeah. he tries oh, yeah. a lot of different stuff. He's very open to feedback, and he's definitely somebody that it would be great to hear from on Flightcast in 2017. He seems like he would have a good story. I reached out to Gary. We're going to have a chat with him um, in the next couple months for sure. But cool, and cool. and did you guys actually speaking of Gary? Did you see uh, speaking of him trying new things? Do you see somebody posted uh, 
in our discussions channel in Slack today that Gary was bringing people in uh, for the approach in the shape of a G. <laughs> Making a G? <laughs> yeah. <Is> a, <laughs> was he really? <laughs> yeah. There, someone had taken a screenshot of Gary's uh, lineup of airplanes coming in for the approach and drew uh, like a red line in the shape of a G that was following the air. Oh, aircraft. that is freaking hilarious. Yeah. That's bonus points right there. Yeah, he should get some extra ops. Not that he needs them. Yeah, I got one the other day that said um, it was from Joshua. Um, and he said, uh, Hey Mark, you know, I really appreciate, uh, the fact that you didn't, you know, keep sending check in. Cause you know, you have a lot of people, if you don't send them a command every 30 seconds, they're sending, you know, with you, with you. Oh yeah. Guys don't do that. Just, yeah. I mean, that, that <laughs> give the controllers a command that says thinking about you. Yeah. Thinking about that's you. right. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the the uh you know the controllers know what they're doing. Well, you know, for the most part they really do. And um you know, and I was like, Joshua, you know, I there was no need for me to sit there and say, you know, I thought maybe he did kind of take me out a little bit further, but uh it all worked out because I saw what he, why he was doing that. And I said I was just flying, waiting, you know, for the commands. There wasn't a need for me to sit there and say, ch- you know, check in with you, telling you I'm with you. No. Um, you know, every 30 seconds or whatever. So, you know, just, just be patient with the controllers. If the, you know, they're not going to message you every 30 seconds. The key is to have, you know, the frequency as decluttered as possible just because it's quiet. doesn't mean that they didn't think about you or, you know, they forgot about you or whatever. Uh, you know, they're just dealing with other things. So, you know, that's, that's just something that, uh, some of the pilots need to work on themselves. Uh, just trusting the controllers to vector them the right way. Now, I did that with Stephen Walker a while back, and he, I saw the other day where he said one of his New Year's resolutions was not to vector me out of the region to where I lost power. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, but he hasn't done it again since. There so, you, you know, little things like that. That's you because know. we have global. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do not. We, didn't, we don't have global yet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah and, just started a riot. And just one oh. little side note for pilots: uh, we are we've sort of, well, we haven't sort of, we have um, narrowed down our field of sort of our focus on how. If you're not sure uh, what the reason is that you got ghosted or uh, reported in while you're flying as a pilot, uh, it, there's probably a perfectly good explanation for it, or uh, you know, guys, sometimes the servers, they're uh, not doing what they're supposed to be doing for whatever reason, because of upgrades or because of uh, them preparing for a global flight or whatever it is. Um, and our controllers sometimes don't have any other course of action but to report you so that you're not causing conflict because maybe they can't communicate with you properly or they can't communicate with other people properly or whatever it is, or you just disappeared off the off the scope and then reappeared and if they can't fix the situation in time with a go-around or with something, they might report you. The The best way to deal with that is to, A, just make a, a friendly post on the on the community forum, which is community.infinite-flight.com, and just say, hey, hey, I'm not sure who this controller is. Definitely take a screenshot uh, of yes. your um, – in fact, I think a good practice is anytime you're flying, whenever you're talking to somebody, take a screenshot of the ATC menu so that you can see who it is. 
that way if anything happens you can go back and you can uh say hey this is who this is i don't know how to contact them i have a question um sometimes we get people just irate and they're posting on the uh, infinite flight fan group on facebook which by the way um we won't be taking questions on iffg anymore just because there were too many places that 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 could happen so now go to the community forum uh, and just say hey th- this is what happened i'm looking for some help our controllers are instructed to help you find that person uh and not start you know a lengthy debate on the issue so uh if you need a moderator you can tag a moderator but just if you can pilots just try and find that controller have a good polite conversation with them in private and then if you don't feel like you know justice is being served then we can help you out yeah sometimes you can just wait like 10 15 minutes because i've been reversing them almost every day for if you show up as unknown to the controller and one way you can help avoid that is please do not multitask while you're flying like if you take a phone call and or you know you close infinite flight and then open something else and then jump back to it a lot of times that's what's causing you to be unknown because you're yeah you're pretty much breaking that connection so help us help you and and the controllers are actually doing a really good job that if they control some or if they go someone for a scenario like that uh to where it's unknown and they can't communicate with them uh guys i know that you have as well as myself you know, they're really fast to say, Hey, can you reverse this ghost? This is why it goes to them. Uh, and a lot of times it's for, you know, it's showing up as unknown and they can't communicate with them whatsoever. Um, can you guys reverse this? Uh, this is what happened. And, you know, Tyler and I, you know, we often reverse them quite a bit yeah. for stuff like that. So and, and, and Joe and I haven't been 10, 15 well. minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if in doubt and, and you, you, you can wait, um, then yeah, restart your app and and see if you can log into the expert server, and you just might find that if it's a very mysterious re- uh, ghost or report, um, you might just find that it's reversed already. But don't say I. You know, one thing that annoys me is when I get a message that says, and I got one the other day, Mark, I was ghosted for no reason, and they had screenshots that they took as the pilot, and. So, uh, before I looked at their screenshots real quick, I messaged the controller said, Hey, I need screenshots from, from this person you ghosted. And he said, okay, uh, as soon as I log out, I'll send them to you. So I went back and looked at the screenshots. Well, this individual was sequenced, uh, behind, uh, traffic. And then one minute later was on short final. And I said, well, there's the problem. It, from what I'm seeing from the screenshots you sent me, you cut sequence significantly. And you were ghosted because you did not follow that sequence. And, you know, so typically if you're ghosted 99% of the time, it's for a reason. So don't say I was ghosted for no reason that aggravates me. There's a reason most likely that you were ghosted. Now there are some times that somebody may be trying, you know, the controller may be intending to ghost someone but you accidentally popped up uh, on the strip and uh, you got ghosted inadvertently. You know, those are easy fixes, but it's all about the attitude when somebody comes to a controller or comes to one of us, you know, that, that will go a, a long way. So that's, that's one thing that just annoys me. And I want to, you know, just kind of throw it out there for people. 
but seriously, you know, that's my thing is whenever you contact a controller, or contact a mod, you know, it's for a reason that you were ghosted just, you know, have screenshots and we'll, you know, compare that with the screenshots from the controllers and we'll get it resolved one way or the other, whether it was a wrongful ghost, we'll reverse it. Uh, and then of course we'll use that as a training tool for the controllers, but vice versa with the pilots. Okay. If you get ghosted, it's not the end of the world. Let's learn from this experience as to, you know, you were ghosted for this. This is why now let's learn from it. So it doesn't happen again. So there you go. That's my take. Well, guys, Tyler's got to get up early for work. So uh, let's call it a night. Yeah, sounds good, man. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for doing this. We are, uh, Mark and I are, and actually, Tyler, you've got uh, possible interesting guests coming up for us, I'm hoping, in the next few months, right? Yep. I just met a AC-130 pilot, retired, actually, um, at my grandfather-in-law's 80th birthday party. And he's got about 4,500 hours in the AC-130 and just talking to him for about an hour. I I could talk to that guy all day. He had some really nice stories. Um, Taught me a lot about assault landings and how they would take off far above the max takeoff weight and a super slow climb to 6,000 where they would, you know, drop all their ammunition. Pretty cool stuff. So hopefully we'll have that lined up for Flightcast. That'd be awesome. Uh, You know, I've got a couple lined up as well. and, uh, you know, they're not scheduled yet, but, you know, they, they've agreed to do, uh, do the podcast. And one of them is a 747 pilot used to be a C-130 pilot. Um, and another one, uh, was an MD-88 pilot. He was also a CRJ pilot. Now he's a pilot on the 7.5 and the 7.6. So we just got to get them, uh, nailed down to a date. Very cool. So we got, we got some good things lined up. All right. All right, guys. Well, thanks for making time for us tonight. And uh, we will look with lots of anticipation into the future of Infinite Flight for 2017. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be good. It's going to be a great year. All right. And thanks, as always, for listening. And if you haven't already, head over to the App Store or Google Play and download Infinite Flight. For more of the podcast, visit our website and be sure to subscribe on iTunes or YouTube. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Flightcast Audio. Flightcast is brought to you by Linkhouse Media on the web at linkhousemedia.com. We can always use your financial support to help keep the podcast rolling, and a few ways to do that are by clicking the donate button at the bottom of our website or by heading to flightcast.audio slash shop to buy your very own Flightcast gear. To cover the fine print, Flightcast is not affiliated with Infinite Flight or Flying Development Studio. I'm Jason Rosewell. Thanks for listening, and happy landings. Happy landings.